And now for our feature presentation. This is great because on the back it actually says this film is also known as... The I'll Watch It Later podcast. Never heard of that film? And now, on with the show. Everybody and welcome to I'll Watch It Later podcast. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. Um, Aaron. Um, Why did you? Aaron. Well, I don't have a D at the end of my. <laughs> you always say it no. when I'll, you pronounce it. You always uh, say it. You always say I'm Aaron. I don't have a D at the end of my. You have a D in your pants. <laughs> mm. a D for that old lady. You ready? Yes, yeah, go. Okay. Hello, three, everybody. two, <laughs> one, and. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to I'll Watch It Later podcast, the podcast where we lie about the movies we've seen to our friends. Uh, as always, I'm Aaron, <laughs> joined <laughs> by my best friend, Jordan. Hello. And my acquaintance and brother-in-law and somewhat producer, Scott. Yes. Eventually, I'm it's going to devolve to like, and I do it with these two idiots. No, He's no. not even yep. friends anymore. No, no. Just Scott is Just Scott. Not, not sharing those checks I get in the mail. <laughs> you don't get any checks <laughs> in the mail. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, a couple of programming things up top of the show. Today we are discussing Jordan's movie, and then Scott is going to pick a movie. However, next week is going to be a little bit different. We are going to be celebrating Hollywood. We are going to be doing an Oscar show. It's and that about is, time. That is going to be our show for next week. It's going to be a complete Oscar show. Uh, me and Jordan have seen a lot of the films. Not all of them. And you're like, oh, Aaron... With a D, for some reason. Um, <laughs> you guys haven't even seen all the movies. How can you talk about Oscars? Well, it's Oscar season, baby. You know, it's it's fun. It's fun to do. I've seen most of them. I think I'm missing two. You're missing a few. Scott's seen, I think, two. And uh, I'll catch up. I've got a week. Yeah, it's just going to be a fun discussion. It's more than usual. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. And then, we'll, and then we'll come back with Scott's movie, and then we'll you'll get your snack show, and then we're going to move into a theme month, which we'll discuss on next week's show. So, just uh, just want to get that out of the way in case you're like, what's going on next week? We don't have Scott's movie. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's Scott's what movie. What everybody's waiting for. <laughs> I went ahead and I sacrificed my week so that you guys could talk about your fucking Oscar movies. It's Scott, true. you don't even know what movie you want. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but it's important. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, it's my week. Before we get into the meat, as always, have you guys watched anything this week? I'm going to defer to Scott because I've watched a lot. Me too. I, there's Me things too. we need to discuss. Uh, well, you might as well jump into it then because I haven't seen nothing. I'm Scott. <laughs> I ain't movies seen elude shit. me. I do a movie I mean, show. I mean, watched the one last yeah, night. Other than the movie we went to last night, I mean, I watched our movie for this week, and I think that was it. All yeah, right. That's so kind of my I week. figured. So for me, uh, yes, we watched uh, we watched X last night in the movie theater. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I got around to uh, rewatching after watching the first 15 minutes and hating it. I rewatched today Turning Red, the Pixar movie slash Studio Ghibli type movie slash it should have been an anime, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't think it was very Studio Ghibli. I think the premise of it was kind of Studio Ghibli, you know, turning into a panda thing. Like I, th- I, I would see that almost being a, a very Studio Ghibli esque type storyline in the movie. It was Teen Wolf. But yeah, that's what I'm, that I was going to go into is like when you said Teen Wolf, I'm like, yep, that's exactly what this is. It's Teen Wolf. It's, oh, the family's, you know, got the, the panda thing. And I, after not liking it last week when we kind of put it on and I was just like turned off by just just the way it was at the beginning, I, I didn't like it. And then 
I, I moved past it. I rewatched it. And I actually found myself really enjoying this movie. Like, more than I anticipated actually liking it. So, actually, exactly the same thing. I think we just headspace. We weren't in the headspace last week to watch it. We were having pizza. We were all sitting around talking. And we threw it on. And the girl was really annoying. And I just was like, fuck this. And the next day, I woke up. And um, I threw it on for my kid. Threw and on was, his makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You, you want to. over. Anyways. Um. <laughs> Well, he doesn't even understand the bit. <laughs> I understood it. Oh, did I went, you? I went with my own. Did you? Uh, you did? Did you? Yeah. You're from a musical. Just like, just like, just like I you. Say a little prayer for you. Just yeah, like, fuck off. <laughs> just, just like you, garbage. Anyways. Wow. Um, Wait, we're not talking about X yet. <laughs> oh, that's that's you. Uh, I liked it. No, did. Yeah, anyway, keep going. Turning red. Anyways, so I put it on for my kid. He absolutely loved it. I loved it. My wife loved it. We all loved it. It was very enjoyable. Um, I thought it was a good allegory for hormones and, you know, what's that thing called? Puberty. So. Yeah, I, I think it, part of it's that and part of it's, um, I think it's just relationships between parents and kids, especially like in traditional parent, you know, um, families like in a Chinese family where it's like, very matriarchal, very, you know, you got to stay in line. You got to do things to please the family and please the parents and finding your own way in life. And especially as time gets on and, you know, society changes a bit, like she's growing up in Toronto. She's not growing up in China. So like the idea that she's going to be a little bit different than the way her family was and stuff like that. I, I actually really enjoyed the movie and I was very surprised. Like <laughs> I found myself actually laughing at a few bits, kind of like later laugh, on. Yeah, and the whole boy band thing was actually really funny, and almost made me. Uh, it reminded me of that MTV boy band that they did. Uh, what was it? Into I You or something know like that. Oh my calculus. Yeah, it's like me plus you equals calculus. <laughs> like I just, I kept like thinking about that. And I'm just like kind of laughing to myself. So it was, they were it was really funny. In together, and it was, no, it was like into yeah. two, and then together. And I love them. I used, to listen, <laughs> I used to listen to them all the time. It was so stupid. It was like a dumb bit, but it was perfect. The and hardest part of breaking up <laughs> is getting back your stuff. It's anyways. This is very nineties kind of. No one knows what the fuck I'm talking about, but um, <laughs> dude, yeah, I I liked Four Town. Why is it? Why are they called Four Town? There's, there's five, five of them. them. I made that joke, and <laughs> then the old the, the woman said it like right after. I'm like, oh my god, I'm the old woman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I thought the animation was real good. I thought the characters were excellent. I liked the voice acting a lot. A lot of those characters, yeah. you know, you know, you'll recognize if you look it up on IMDb. And I, I yeah, I gave well, it like the four. old man was James Hong, like, and that I love that dude. Like yeah, he is course. like the quintessential like Chinese actor in everything, and he was in you know, uh, Big Tr uh, Trouble in Little China yep. as Lo Pan, and just like you've seen him everywhere, and I just I loved him. And the second I heard his voice, I'm like, oh, that's Hollywood favorite James Hong, and it's like it just made me so happy. And then now um, I want some Lo Pan, I know, right? I want some Mugu Guy Pan. <laughs> um, but the, the grandma was the old uh, woman from the the Defenders yep. and and uh, you know all the Marvel. Um, Netflix movies that now are on Disney Plus. So it's like, it was kind of neat to see some of these, you know, actors that I recognize their voices and I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And uh, yeah, I, like I said, I enjoyed it a lot more. I think it's about three and a half, maybe four. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it a, it's up there. I gave it a four. I would definitely watch it again. I thought I, it was I, very good. Yeah, I have noticed this trend where Pixar has decided instead of telling traditional stories of uh, good good guys and bad guys, they're just telling stories about growing up. Yeah. And I think that's why they're kind of hitting a little harder now, especially like, in my what older if, age. What if teenage girls had feelings? Remember this is puberty? what it would be like. Yeah. It's like, so, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, um, any, did you watch anything else? 
said you watched a lot, so. I watched Little Giants. Oh, yeah. What would you think? <laughs> oh, he put, asked it on me, the, put it on the table. So he asked Here me this go. in the movie last night, and I was kind of, I when I told you guys I was watching it, you're like, oh, my God. And then I made a joke at the beginning because it was like, oh, the fat kid eats food. Oh, that's his thing. Oh, that's funny. Like every other stupid movie. And then he's like, it's a goddamn treasure. You're like, shut up. <laughs> Don't try to shit on this movie. So I kept my opinion about it kind of quiet, and no one asked me. I'm surprised no one that day asked me, so what do you think? what you like? about it on Saturday. Right. And then, like, we went to the movie last night, and you're like, hey, so what'd you think? And I, I skirted the issue so I wouldn't discuss it with you because I wanted to bring it here. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. Here we go. <laughs> I, I'm going to say I didn't hate the movie. Okay. But it's not, I yes, think, it as impactful <laughs> to me as I think maybe it is to you guys. I thought it was funny. There were moments that I, you know, I found myself chuckling. There's some moments where it feels very dated. And I'm just like, okay, this is this is a cute movie. Like, I can see maybe showing my kids this. But it's just a good-hearted movie. It, it, it did feel very good-hearted. Uh, it was weird to see, um, what's his face, Al Bundy. Um, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. In that role, because it felt like it was just a prequel to Married with Children, where he's reliving his football days, and he, that's all he talks about is how he won this and how he did this. You're running a car dealership in your hometown. You haven't done anything anymore. Like you're riding the coattails of your past. Yes, that's the whole point. Well, of I know, the movie. but and then that's that's which is what it made. Well, because then I think of you know how Al Bundy always talked about how he was Glory in the big days. game and yeah. stuff like that. So it was a little hard for me to move past that for a minute. But um, I really, really, I mean, I like the character. I mean, I think I found a lot of the adult characters a lot more compelling. Um, now watching it than some of the kids. It was very like everyone had their little stereotypical roles. Uh, it was kind of neat to see some actors that I recognize um, back like like for now. Like the the mom of Junior was actually the mom in the Arrow TV show. And she, but I've seen her only in Arrow so like to see her younger in like 1994 was like weird. I'm like oh my god I know her and so then you kind of recognize people and stuff like that. And I think the story was cute. Um, it was kind of predictable. I knew it was kind of ha- going to happen. And, you know. Oh, it's totally I predictable. I don't mean this in a bad way, but I, I think you're completely missing the point because the movie. <laughs> Alyssa, stop. I'm, let me explain. And then you can shit on me. But um, yeah, stop looking at him. Just look at me. We're talking. So look at me. I am the captain now. The point is, is that they don't want to end up like Ed O'Neill in that film. That Rick Moranis is like, yes, we're going to win this game, but there's more to life than football. We got this bet going and all that stuff. And it's like the kid, he does the right thing at the end and it's supposed to teach you like a lesson. And it's not about football. I mean, it is. Wait, who, but it's who more was about the kid that life. did the right thing? Was it Spike? That the, did the His son. The son, he's like, at the end, I think he like hurts him or something and hurts somebody. It's been a minute since I've seen this. And he's like, well, yeah, oh, no, the, the, so, the military oh, guy's son. I'm not going to fucking be like this anymore. Well, and, it's not so much that I, I there were parts that actually kind of really frustrated the shit out of me where Icebox is pissed off that her dad was treating her a certain way. But this was like her choice. And then you know, they even bring it up where she was like, you know, she starts the team. She wants to you know do all this shit. And then and then he's like, it was your idea for me to do this. Like, why are you pissed off at me for wanting was, to win? And she, you know. You know, having her hormonal, hormonal issues. Hormonal issues. And it was I about get it. Growing up. But <laughs> I, all I'm saying is just like, it's as weird as, weird as this is going to sound. It's like, 
I didn't have like great parents, so these are the things that taught me like morals and shit as a kid. But and see, I, then that's why you connect with this more than I did. I guess, man. I just, I really love that movie. I, no, I it's, think... it, I'm not saying it's bad. I, I really, I, 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 this sounds like I'm talking negative about it. I'm not. It's a cute movie. It's, it's up there with like a, you know, a Mighty Ducks for me, where it's like, right. Yeah, I can yeah. probably maybe watch it again with the kids. It's 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 there. It's it's good, but it's is it life changing? I think I'm past that point for it to be life changing for me. I never me. said it was life changing. Well, apparently you good. it was your parents. So uh, <laughs> all those movies were my parents. <laughs> That's why you're the way you instead are. Of, right? Instead of raised by wolves, he was raised by VHS <laughs> VHS films. Yeah, but no, I I thought it was cute. Like I, I I'm glad I finally watched it. I'm not saying it. Like I said, I'm not trying to shit on this movie, and I I, I feel like if I'm not talking about it, like it's the God's gift to football movies no that you're gonna no, feel no, like no. i'm shitting yeah. on it i'm not no, no, it's, no, no, no. it was cute i didn't even care about the football aspect of it i just think it's all the stuff that surrounds that like the bet like they have the bet and then then you know they're the cowboys and the giants i think that's all cool and stuff but i think it's all just the it story. was very it was it's it's got a very i mean after you know 40 years of watching movies it's it's very predictable like i'm like oh, oh no you know this is happening they're gonna break up they're all pissed off and oh look fucking john madden shows up right. <laughs> like, oh my god okay yeah and then so i mean it, it follows the beats of pretty much every 90s movie that i've ever watched and it didn't turn me off of the movie i just feel like i've seen a lot of what they showed me it was funny like it had really some funny moments, um, but like I said, it's it it's not as highly revered to me as it is to you, and that's not saying that it's a bad movie. It's just for me, it affects me differently than it does you. But I thought it well, was good, and it's probably from a, coming from a standpoint when when we revisit movies that people hold near and dear when they were growing up, or things that you saw as a child, or even as like a teenager or something. Sometimes it never hits the older you are, and if you're watching it for the first time. So, I mean, I understand that, where you go back and you revisit something, and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking, man? I there mean, are movies this like is that. Okay. I have absolutely done that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's I get it. It's not. It's 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 going to be hard for somebody you know in their 50s who is... Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just need to like, make say, out or something. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, somebody who you know is just visiting it now, you know, is when somebody like us or even Aaron, Aaron was probably a lot younger than me when he saw it. So I, was, I mean, I remember watching it yeah. like, every summer. I remember the trailers. Like there are parts of this movie where, like, I remember, he like he's putting the, the jock strap car. on his face, yeah. or he's pulling up next to him on the goat cart. Yep. Like those are moments that were in the trailer that I honestly I do remember seeing back in the nineties. I'm like, oh, I I feel like I've seen it, but I haven't. Um, for me, it's one of those things where someone talks up a movie so much, and it's not just you. I've had other people tell me, oh, Little Giants is great. Little Giants was great. Again, it may have been, well, Little Giants was great to you in the 90s or, you know, maybe a little bit later when you saw it, but Little Giants now is is an okay movie. It's good, you know, but it's not life-changing as if, you know, people were like, oh, my God, it's the greatest movie. And everyone has a different part of that that they enjoy. Like, uh, some people are like, oh, my God, I loved Devin Sawa growing up. Like, I brought this up in a Fuck Discord yeah. chat, I and people think. are like, oh, my God, Devin Sawa, he was so young. And I'm like, okay, you know, great. Final Destination for me. Like, you know, whatever. Idle Hands. Like, there are better Devin Sawa shit. But it is neat to see people younger. Like, this is, I think, coming off right after, either right after or right before he did Casper. So it's like, I remember Devin Sawa younger, but I didn't grow up a girl, you know, idolizing him as this this, this heartthrob. SLC Punk, dude? What the fuck? Have you seen SLC Punk? Yes. Okay. We even talked to Matthew Lillard about it. 
Okay, I just want to make sure. I yeah, don't... in fact, I used to work at Hollywood Video when it came out, and I would watch that tape like crazy. And then I got my brother into it, and he just that. I think SLC ran Punk. that tape to like, have you seen it? T- mm-hmm. dust. Are you sure? I have seen SLC Punk. They made okay. a sequel. And it was nothing. no, they didn't. I thought they. No. I mean, they did. Okay, but <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, I'm sure they did. No, it sucked. Nope, <laughs> they, they did not. <laughs> not to my, uh, not to my, uh, not in my house. Yeah, not in my house. <laughs> I, I uh, just got here, man, and it's it is not a sequel. <laughs> yeah. I'll never I own it. I'll never in. see it. Percent <laughs> um, of my movies. I happen to catch uh, No Exit. I finally watched it on Hulu. I was up really early one morning, and it's like uh, Steven Seagal. No, no I'm thinking of a different one. No, it's a newer movie. I'm thinking Exit Wounds. Um. There's really no one you've ever heard about this except the Allstate guys in it. Uh, but it's been a topic. Dennis Haysbert? Uh, yeah, it's been a topic of conversation. A lot of people, you know, it's, uh, what? yep, Dennis Haysbert, that's his name. I know. It's Havana Rose <laughs> Lou is in it. Uh, Dale no Dickey's in it. Yeah, it's no nobody you've ever heard of, but apparently this movie's been getting a lot of run online. So, uh, yeah, I, I checked it out. It was completely worthless to me. <laughs> I did not like it at all. What's it about? Um, it's about this, this girl who kind of gets trapped inside a panda bear yeah um <laughs> she gets in- trapped inside this uh all her movies are crossing i don't know like welcome center because of she gets snowed in something happened to her mom and she's going to visit oh, her mom okay. and and then it's supposed to be this amazing i guess the book is really good and everybody was jerking off that this movie was coming out it's like a hallmark movie <laughs> did you see it no is i'm that just what saying it is, is this like, like a hallmark movie no okay because no, 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 the no. way it's being described is like she's it's, trapped in this place and now like and, like bank it, robbers or murderers are coming her and this other well, guy and they fall in love and they have this like no. magical romance are you or... done okay so <laughs> she gets she's in you this like welcome it. center thing because it's snowed out um she finds out that there's a girl that's been kidnapped in a in a vehicle outside oh, okay. and then it and then it's like shit happens mm. but it's so fucking predictable it's so predictable and it's so like it becomes this like cat and mouse game towards the end and it's just like okay i knew that was going to happen i knew that was going to happen oh there's a twist also there's like a tiktok dance in it and i was oh, just I hate that show. yeah it was just it was just really bad so if you're thinking about out, if you're out there and you're thinking about watching no exit i i highly recommend you find where did else. you see this on hulu okay and uh they've been kind of killing it with their their movies like their i guess that deep water came out i'm gonna check that out oh just, the ben affleck movie that's getting like 30 40 is it oh, okay. oh it's getting rough oh, like, I, 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 <laughs> it was supposed to come out i like the ben affleck i'll actually watch it it so. was supposed to come out in the theater a couple months ago and then like literally last minute they pulled it from release and it just kind of disappeared and then maybe because it was bad maybe i know it's like ben affleck anna de Armas. this is at the height of like... when they were like dating and then like they broke up and then he started getting with j-lo again and then all of a sudden the movie gets pulled so i thought maybe it, it looked was just... a lot like gone girl to me maybe but anyways, no exit. Don't watch that movie. Or watch it and then be like, oh. Yeah, watch Exit Wounds instead. That's a, that's a way better movie. <laughs> Who's that with? I think that's Steven Seagal or like DMX or something like that. It's one of those oh, yeah. around that time where like rappers were making a ton was of movies. Was Jet Li in that? No, I don't think Jet Li was in that one. Are you sure? I mean, you all can check your movies, phone, but we don't have another hour and a half. All the movies sound exactly the same. They really do. Um, exit Wounds. <laughs> I think it's You're Steven right, Seagal. Steven Seagal, DMX, Anthony Anderson, Tom Arnold. 
Right Isaiah Washington, Michael Jai White. I'm telling you, man, they I just kind of watch that now. <laughs> yeah, no, they interchanged people. Like they, it was around the time where Jet Li was doing like Romeo Must Die. I know DMX had done a, a, a good couple of movies. Jaw Rule was in a bunch. Like they, they just threw in all these different. Are you a '90s movies. rapper? Be in a movie. Yep, yep. exactly. <laughs> so, all yeah, right. I saw that. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I saw before getting to the movie. I watched uh, the second season of Upload. I haven't watched. I've only watched the first episode, so it's it's really good. Okay. Like you got to get past it's it's short. It's like thirty minute episodes. I, I think eight eight yes, episodes per season. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking Who, to people that listen. Okay, to this shit. well they should know that uh, uploads out. And they this is a movie show, not a, not a shut up, not a TV uh, show podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, you want to know what I'm watching? This is what influences me. I'm watching influences upload. you to be what a dork. Watch movies. We're sitting in a, mo- a room, literally wall-to-wall movies he's never watched. I've watched and a I'm lot the of these movies <laughs> and, and TV series. One, he just moved in. Um, <laughs> this is less than 1% of my movies. Oh, movie-wise, I almost watched The Curse, the one I brought up the other day. I threw it on, and I, I'm gonna I watch stopped it. because I, we ended up going to see the movie earlier. And I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll revisit it. It's getting good reviews, but then I don't trust it. I heard it was in a film festival. It got great reviews, and that it was actually named something different. And then Yeah, Brotherhood of the Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's very similar and uh apparently it's really good so i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna check it out yeah it's Accursed. got uh this guy uh boyd holbrook um he was like the main antagonist in i think the wolverine I oh were, not the wolverine but um logan i thought you were gonna say upload no <laughs> no that's uh robbie ml i know <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i kind of want to see that and then Trying to think, there's something else I kind of want to watch. I mean, I want to watch literally Windfall. Be... I want to watch Windfall really bad, so we'll definitely be discussing that soon. Which one's that one? Uh, Jason Siegel, uh Jesse Plemons. He's like a entre- Damon. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, he's like a water. No, he's like a waterhead, Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> no, he's uh, he's like a tech influencer guy and jason siegel is like a thief he breaks into their like summer home oh, okay. and uh i guess jesse Plemons is having like problems with his wife and they decide to vacation up there and while jason siegel's breaking in they kind of show up and i guess apparently it's phenomenal so i'm, I'm really you know excited. that reminds me of that um what was it harrison ford movie where it was like it was all air force one shit. no <laughs> interchange all of them no there was like some techie like like when what the internet was beneath no that was a good movie though um that was kind of one of those uh plots that kind of sound like that harrison ford movie where he um it's like it was more techie where like the internet was really starting to blow up god i really wish i remembered that sorry i'll think of it i mean you have a phone i don't here. i'm not gonna do it i want to <laughs> rely on my smarts and not lily collins is also in it and it's literally the only cast is lily collins jesse plemons and jason siegel and it's supposed to be really good, according to Rotten Tomatoes. It's not, but according to other people, I guess it is. <laughs> All right. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it's not. No. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> My so, bad. We'll cut this out. I'm definitely going to check it out, though. But uh, but yeah, and then the other thing uh, we all collectively saw, Ty uh, West. Uh, you want to do that after Alligator? Why? Because uh, I don't know. We talked about Batman after Alligator. Yeah, Batman's a movie I don't want to ruin for people. I can care less about X. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there was like six people in the theater. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> I, I like when it's and it's weird because it was such like s- such little amount of people in there. It was like us, like two people, I think to my right, and two people in front of us. There may have been someone behind there us. Was. I think there was. And 
it's so quiet throughout the movie that everyone could hear everyone's little side conversations. <laughs> and then, I, I, not to sound stereotypical, I think they were white, but the couple in front of us was almost like the typical like black couple, don't where it's like the there. woman was like, "Girl, don't go in there, don't go." <laughs> I'm just like laughing so hard. <laughs> like half the time, I'm laughing at like how she's reacting it was, to like it was what's a scary going movie. On. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a scary movie. I got you. I'm Don't go in shake, there. I'm watching Shake a Spear and Love. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was one of those Did situations. Just do a black voice. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll roll. I'll dub it later. It'll be like Shake a Spear and Love. I'll do more. I'll do my white voice later. Um, oh, that is funny. Right. Um, yeah, we did. We saw Ty West X. This is an A24 feature that is unlike any A24 movie you've seen. For once in our lives, it doesn't end with them looking into the camera, so, <laughs> succumbing to the darkness that is Oh, happened. no, we succumbed to the darkness. It was... Uh, the it was, real enemy was people. It, yeah. <laughs> it was the friends we made along the way. Uh, it was, to me, it was fucking excellent. I loved everything. There's a ton of homages in it. I love when Ty West does horror. I loved House of the Devil. Fuck you guys. Don't care. Um, <laughs> Tune into last I week's thought, show where we discuss House of the Devil. I thought that this was a great slasher film that just kind of came out of nowhere. Slasher, supernatural, I don't know what you want to call it. Fucking, it was so much fun. It's about, they're going to make a porno. It's 1979. It's like a grindhouse ex- exploitation film. Uh, that kind of just it's more Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I, yeah. So or even Which like Hills, a, even Hills Have Eyes. Like, but that's considered I don't, slasher. I don't know. Like for me, I think slasher movies. I think like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think like the Halloween movies. Even Friday like 13th, even like Friday the Thirteenth, which it had homages. Which to? it definitely had a few moments. I mean, just because I knew that pitchfork was coming. Like I, I'm just like, oh man, that guy's losing an eye. The, the first guy <laughs> dies by getting a fucking knife in his neck. Right, multiple oh, times. Good. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, no one dies any crazy supernatural way. There's axes. And, you well, know, yes, it's that's very where Texas Manchon massacre. Sorry, I'm talking over. No, you, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I really did like this movie. I wouldn't say it's excellent. It definitely is better than the last movie I watched. Agree. You both. Uh, <laughs> uh, I agree. I actually agree. I, I, this is better than House of the um, Devil. This um, had that buildup that I think House of the Devil to you guys had to for me. Like there was a lot of suspenseful moments that were building up to something, and there were moments where I was literally kind of doing that kind of turn away from the screen but kind of looking at the same time because I know something's going to pop out and it's just one of those it re- it definitely reminded me of like I said Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like Hills Have Eyes it's just it's very straightforward it's, it's a lot this of oh is, shit moments there is there was oh shit moments in this movie this is not a M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie where you think <laughs> there's going to be some weird fucking twist no this is just a fucking okay. old lady killing people and I turned to Aaron at one point going I'm really happy that this movie is going to be like 90 minutes of a 90 year old killing everybody. Yeah, like these are all like people in their you know early 30s and late 20s trying to film a porno, and this woman, I swear to God, is pushing a hundred, and she is straight up just. However, I'm gonna hug you. Just kidding. Stab in the neck, and like there are just here we go. There are just moments. <laughs> I dude, I'm I'm in. I, I was into the. I'm into the concept. I just and again, I expressed this last night, and did. I'm just gonna say it on air is. That I hate when we put prosthetics on people to play old people because it is like somebody acting like an old person and it took me out of the element because I knew it was a younger person acting like an old person. 
It did feel that way in certain moments. There are I some absolutely moments, no problem with I, it. I think the part is when she spoke, like when she, oh, like the, the prosthetics and the, the makeup was well enough where if she were just kind of standing creepily there, or there was those shots where you're like in the van looking out at her, those were creepy. Those I felt like she was a 90 year old woman, yeah. like hair coming out, kind of weird. It's when she spoke. I mm-hmm. did feel like, okay, she's the, doing that old voice, yep, you know, old voice. Where there's originals kind of like voice. And it wasn't as apparent with me with the old man as it was with her. Yeah. And it's because uh, the actress Mia Goth was playing two roles. She was playing the old woman and she was playing one of the younger porn stars. So it's she was trying to feel like she's old. Yeah. It didn't come across as well. Like the older man... Uh, we looked up the actor. He is probably in his 40s, maybe 50s, but he is playing like a 90-year-old man. He sold it a little bit better for me. I think his prosthetics and his makeup looked worse than hers. Hmm. Um, there were a lot of moments where you don't see him. Like There are very quick glances. There are distant shots. There are in-the-dark shots. It's when later on, um, what was it, Kid Cudi? Um, yes. Shines the flashlight in his face where you really notice, oh, this is this is prosthetics. These these aren't. This isn't what he looks like. And it's just because they, you know, put the big, uh, you know, cheekbones on there to kind of make his, you know, make his face look a little more sallow and his eyes kind of deep and stuff like that. Sallow. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) It's just it felt that his prosthetics, I think, lose the effectiveness in the light, whereas hers was, I think, a lot better. It's just her voice didn't really match up with the face. Yeah, they almost could have. She could have very well not spoken through the whole movie. I thought that, and would I would have probably been fine with that. It was the voice just threw me off. That's all I'm saying. It was, right. It was just, I think you would have lost a lot of story that way, though, because it was definitely you know you needed her to explain how she wanted to be young. You know, she yeah. she missed her youth. She she was kind of a slut in the 1918 and <laughs> 1920s, apparently. So like you you lose some of that backstory if she were just to be that silent protagonist or antagonist. Um, but I, I, I still, despite that little gripe, I, I really did enjoy this movie a lot more than I thought I was. And because of House of the Devil, and I know you liked it, for me, it kind of left a, I don't know what to expect from this director now. And when I went and saw this, I, I went in with open mind, but I, I still was kind of hesitant because I he I didn't enjoy it. a lot of TV recently. And then, yeah, and then he also has another one called The Innkeepers. It's apparently pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. But there's also another one he directed called like Sanctimonium or something like that. That is also supposed to be really good. I, I don't know. I haven't seen those films. Right. But he's slowly working. I I like him a lot. I loved House of the Devil. I really don't care that you guys didn't like That's it. Fine. And then. I thought X was incredibly good. I feel like it's going to be a cult hit. It's going to go underground. It's going to be one of those things that everybody references. It's going to fit into the category of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. Hills Have Eyes. I think it's just a fun hangout movie to watch with your friends. You watch these people die. It's 70s. It feels like the 70s. Everything. The music in it's really good. Yeah. Britney Snow's good. Everyone in this movie is very good, and it's... I would love to see it again to see the parts I miss. Like I, I get squeamish when people are stepping on nails and shit. Oh god! And that, uh, you that, know, that part was worse for me than the next stabbing part. Yeah, because that old woman was laying into that dude. I thought she was going to cut his head off, but him stepping on that nail gave me that quiet place vibe where she steps on the nail, and I just like I, 
that's something I can relate to because yeah. like I can't relate to someone getting their neck stabbed right. and cut off. Like, okay, I can take myself away from it. I can feel myself stepping on something like that. Yeah. Like I've stepped on Legos or, you know, stung by a bee on the ground or something <laughs> stubbed like that and it hurts. I could ugh, just like the thought of a giant oh, like know. fucking four inch rusty nail going into your foot just wigs me out. And it was probably the cringiest moment other than one of the sex scenes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, what I was saying earlier is that this he he's definitely gets better as he's directed. Yes. I, I, House of the Devil felt infinitely different than this movie. Absolutely. The genre is a little bit different. I think he's got a good wheelhouse that he can stay in and a nice lane he can stay in. I think his movies are very straightforward. What you see is what you get. There's no underlying tone to it. There's no message. That's not this typical A24. Which society is the, the I devil? Fucking love. You know what I mean? Like yes. there, there are no. Like I said, that's not a M Night Shyamalan twist to it. Where it's like, oh, this, this she was like a witch. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like or she look, was a witch that or this is there. a simulation. Now, part of me went into it thinking it could be that me too. and and mm-hmm. me and scott both thought different things that were going to happen that never paid off that's kind of on us it's not so much the movie's fault but it, you just it's go very straightforward overthinking it yeah and that's the problem is they they've taught us now these woke horror movies or what are they calling um they're called elevated, elevated fucking horror. elevated horror yeah, where it's woke. like I mean, some of them are <laughs> Where it's like the elevated horror makes you feel like there's got to be some other thing happening right, right. instead of some straightforward Fucking story. Aliens at the end or some story. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. I always reference The Lighthouse, which is one of, probably Healy. one of my favorite movies of I all time. The but at the end, he comes to the darkness and just stares into the camera. There's really no fucking, you know, like, there's no resolution to anything. Nothing good happens. And, you, you know, this has a resolution. Something good happens. You know, it then, did have a slight tiny twist at the end where it's like, oh, you picked up on, oh, okay, they've been that probably, apparently fucking Scott got uh, right from the him. first scene because he's the master of movie knowledge. Uh, no, I mean, again, like I said, I just Same I assumed <laughs> when I was I, I probably about halfway through, I was like, all right, I kind of know where this is going to go now. I wanted it to have probably I was thinking it was going to have that smart twist, right? And I was like, okay, the old lady's going to like just her and the husband are just going to murder everybody. This is going to become Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that's pretty much how it went. Yeah. And like I said, I was kind of anticipating that there was going to be some kind of a like a deviant ending to this where, you know, something happened. And yeah, I mean, you don't see the twist at the end. You do if you pick up on the things that are said through the movie. Dialogue, yeah. It it does. You go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I thought the payoff would have been... So my thought was, if this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre or this is a Hills Have Eyes, the basement payoff, when the cop... At the beginning, the movie starts off at the end of the movie where it's like the cops come into this fucking bloodbath. And he's they go into the basement and they're like, oh, dear God. And then they cut to the beginning of the movie, which is, you know, you see the porn stars. They're all getting in the van. They're going to the Was it 12 hours earlier or something Yeah, exactly. Was it 24? And for me, it was, oh, shit, they have, like, a deformed son down there. He's the one killing. Or there's somebody. and like the basement reveal was pretty fucked up. It is, but it didn't have a huge impact. Yeah, it wasn't like. In fact, it almost, like, felt like there was was really no impact on the story. But they kind of spoiled it before that because then you see the car. 
and you're in like, the water, and yeah. then they show the guy. You're like, oh, okay, so they did this once before. Yeah, so this is their thing. It's probably yeah, it's a fucking thing. Airbnb uh, gone to hell. Anyways, <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's probably one of my favorite horror movies of the year so far. It might go on the list at the end of the year. I don't know. I personally, I want to see it again. I can't wait to own it. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. So like, I, I enjoyed. I, I, I I do suggest seeing it too. I hope all my friends who listen to this we're go here out and watch it. We saw it with you. <laughs> <laughs> we all saw it. Fuck you guys. Yeah, we all there, your friends Fuck saw you it. guys, I'm going home. Anyways. Good, you made it. All right. So, we watched a movie for Jordan this week. What, what movie did we watch, Jordan? We watched the Robert Forrester 1980s Jaws remake, <laughs> Alligator. It lives 50 feet beneath the streets. It's 36 feet long. It weighs over 2,000 pounds. And it's about to break out. We're looking at the one who saw it. And it was big. You said it was dark. Now, perhaps you're mistaken. half that size would starve in a week. He kept coming up with some garbage about alligators in the sewers. Alligators in the sewers? Once it escaped, there was no way to stop it. The safety of the public is my job. It could be anywhere. There he is. Ready to attack at any moment. You know, I've seen what this animal can do. You'd better take all the help you can get. No one believed it. Now, no one will forget it. Alligator. It's funny you say Jaws remake because it's actually, I looked, I was doing a bunch of reading last night afterwards, and it's a Jawsploitation movie, which is apparently a real category of film, where after Jaws, they came out with a bunch of movies oh, yeah. that simulated Jaws. And I did feel, as I was watching this, very, very Jaws-like. Mm-hmm. However, I fucking loved this movie because for two reasons. It was campy as hell. The alligator was crazy. <laughs> but Robert so Forrester played his character so fucking straight. This was a like, gritty, like, 70s yes, cop movie. Yes, he was like, he was like, I gotta get this alligator. You're too close to the case. He was like, uh, kind of like a depressed. You're off the, the case, McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that yeah. fucking guy, dude. I want to look, I want to watch more of his movies. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! I you love- ruffled too many feathers. Yeah, <laughs> fucking eyebrows sticking straight up. Looks like a muppet. By the way, and I love the fact that they 
could not find this alligator. Although, yeah, it's 40 feet long. <laughs> apparently, the alligator could find everyone else. Like, it was a ninja. It was, it was, oh, I loved, I loved it. I loved, every, I would watch it again right now. Like, I, I, honestly, I'm, I ordered Alligator 2 The Mutation. I know it's a separate movie. I heard it's terrible. I watched it, I don't care. I watched the trailer. The trailer sold me. It's literally almost beat for beat the same movie, except they have this weird gangster subplot where it's like, <laughs> Like like you know, coke dealers in so Cuba. It's almost like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, it's, where it's it almost... looks so ridiculous that I I'm excited to watch that one. But yes, I want honestly, I'm gonna crack open the the 4K that we have. I'm gonna watch the made for TV version that's yeah. on the Blu-ray, and uh, I'm gonna really deep dive. And I, I really enjoyed this movie, and I was scared to th- like when you were gonna watch it because you hadn't watched it last night after the movie. So I'm sitting there going, okay, he's gonna shit on this like he's not gonna like this and then like I'm not the, like within 15 minutes of starting I'm it you send a text like alligator is great I'm have like, you not yes. learned yet no then he, he i do not i do not show my cards to you <laughs> at all during the week it's true i love to fucking just push you off on another road love because it. it pisses you off well, why do you want so to piss fucking bad so much because it's, it's fucking fun <laughs> it's it such is good radio it is super fucking fun it might be fun for you but it is because not fun you want to spoil everything for yourself no i don't you want to know I, you want to know beforehand here's the deal we are adults, <laughs> and we're all you're four. You're both forty. I'm almost forty. I feel like we can have a conversation about something, and then turn these mics on and have the same conversation. But the conversation is better when we haven't talked about. I it. do. I, honestly, I I could see both ways. I do like when we're kind of lockstep on an opinion, and we both ex- we're all excited about something, and we go into it, and like we just we are so fired up to get these mics on and talk about it. But then there are moments, honestly, like last week, where I know that you loved something. <laughs> And I didn't, and I would rather keep it quiet and then jump, like just throw that grenade in the middle of the room and just see what happens on the mic. So I could That's see fine. it both ways. I think Scott I, does it to an extreme. I the, think he just likes doing the it. The only but. reason I accept it from you and not him is because – it makes for a good conversation. Right. I can respect the fact that you didn't like House of the Devil. I think you're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> I respect you, asshole. You, you think I'm wrong, and that's cool. Right. When he does it, it's like I'm an old man <laughs> yelling at a cloud. Like I hated it because it's. I've seen so many horror. I movies. never said I hated it though. No, see, actually, Scott had a better opinion about House of the Devil than I did. So, I get your point, but also you're wrong at least in that term. But yeah, I um. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, it was, and it was really good. For me, knowing that it was like kind of a what you said, a Jawsploitation movie, yes. even the music yes. had that same <laughs> like those same beats. Like if you listen to it, it's Jaws. Chief Brody is in it. You got, you know, the 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 Quint character who comes in and hires black guys to take him around and then immediately dies in Missouri <laughs> and then gets his fucking ass eaten in a pile of trash but it was because so, the alligator was hiding. But that was so much satisfaction when he got killed. I, so I, happy, I, so happy. It was very, very Jekyll and Hyde though in the in the alleyway, and you see the the shadow of the alligator. Uh-huh. In the alleyway, pulling back. He's like, I'm going to get rolled you know, back. And it's like, I was like, man, this is so Jekyll and Hyde, man. It's like, it's it's just such a, a page right out of that out of that movie. All right, so we loved it. Scott, what did you think about it before we get into too much detail? So uh, so here's here's what I was kind of telling Aaron. Oh, here it comes. Here we go. <laughs> here's what I was telling Aaron. I go, this is not by any means a great movie. The shots, there's so many things that are like, that are, you can pick out of it. Like I said... There's a there's a scene where they show a real alligator walking and you're oh, like yeah. you're like I that's not even the same fucking alligator. That's not even the same fucking thing. I could put that all aside. 
It's a fun movie to watch. Absolutely. I would watch it again. Would you watch it again? This is like Invasion USA. This no. is not a good movie, but it's a fun movie to I watch. I disagree. I think it's a good movie. <laughs> I agree that the, the scale of the alligator is... Uh, is 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 inconsistent. There right. Was, there was, was one. Way. Honestly, there was one shot where I felt very Invasion USA, and I almost texted Scott about it when they were trying to do the SWAT team, and they were getting out where everyone on was going. No, <laughs> before the boats, oh. they were getting the SWAT together, and they were kind of kind of get on the all the exits of the sewer system. And one cop grabbed a bazooka. I'm like, oh, this is Invasion <laughs> you USA. Know what that reminded me of it. I'll say this. I said this last night in the group chat. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yes, when every cop has to go to the thing. we got to go into the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> They're all dead. Go into darkness. Um, so <laughs> the shot of the SWAT team emerging from the sewers looked so real that people actually thought they were terrorists, and someone called the police. <laughs> like during the filming of this film, Did, I, I actually love. This is how like good and bad this movie is. So the movie opens up in 1968. They're at like a gator farm in probably Louisiana, like down south. And they watch this guy wrestling an alligator, and then the alligator bites the dude in the leg and is wrestling him. The announcer's like, hey, hey, thirty times the alligator wins. Yeah, sometimes the thirty alligator wins. seconds into the movie, we're, we're watching we're already watching, watching somebody get eaten. So, uh, funny story is, I have a um, I have a region free 4K player out in the living room, and that's mm-hmm. what I watch this on. And uh, it kind of controls my TV, so if it if like somebody touches the remote or it turns on, it automatically switches over and just starts playing whatever disc is in there. It started playing again this morning. <laughs> and Parker's like, what the fuck? No, and I was like, I sat down on the couch like, okay, let's watch this again. And, uh, but, you know, he eventually took the controller and turned it off. But I was like, oh, that's fine. But I was just so into it. It was that seed where they're at the alligator farm, and they're like, that's a lot of fake blood. And he's like, it's real, Mom. And I was just like, yes. Yeah, the little girl's like, oh, this, that. But and then, then, you, then you get to the part where the, the you got this turban Indian guy, and he's selling alligators. <laughs> and I'm racist. thinking to myself, and I'm like, I'm like, there's no... Like no fucking way people bought alligators back I'm telling in the day. You, man, Apparently they did. Oh, after yeah, watching absolutely. Cockfighter, like I believe anything was available in the South at that time because so, it happened in 1968. So there was zero regulation. They're like selling alligators. Here's a box so of alligators. Take it home, feed it. When I lived in Gulfport, Mississippi, actually not when I lived there, but I would go back every summer. There were, there was an alligator farm we'd go to all the time, and they constantly were selling baby alligators. That's just they nuts to they me. They don't get as big as... right. Whatever. Well, there's a reason why this one got scripts, so big. But so that's still, but they still don't get that big. They're like baby alligators forever. They I only just, get as big as about a lizard or something. I just, like but that. see, growing up over here, you just don't see like you know, tarantulas and maybe giant scorpions yeah. and stuff like that. But I just like, thought alligator just seemed really. Yeah, I just thought I go. This is the fucking way this guy's selling alligators to people. So for some <laughs> reason, plot I don't know. The dad of this little girl after they buy the alligator, like. Gets pissed really off at mad, it. Yeah, he walks into the house pissed. Like oh. what? You just came home from work, just mad about this alligator. So I rewound it three or four times, trying to figure out why he did it. Because I was like, "What am I missing?" Well, she says it later in the movie that he was ups because he thought the alligator was dead, and he was upset that she didn't take care of it. She Whoa. she said this. No, she thought that they didn't tell her what happened. What happened is that he got pissed off that something the alligator did in the house. Mm. First of all, why are you out it of the terrarium? It must have been cut. Uh, right. Second, so he's super pissed off. The girl, little girl isn't home. The wife's like freaking out. He goes in and flushes the alligator. First of all, most strongest toilet I think I've ever seen. I have <laughs> done a lot of alligator sized things that take <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Taking forever to flush out. This this alligator goes down in flush one. And just plops into the this, sewer. This happens apparently in Chicago, Illinois. Fast forward to 1980. Alligators terrorizing. Dogs are missing. There's a whole subplot about you know genetic engineering, whatever. Turns out the scientist that is brought in to help living in fucking wherever Missouri 
is the same little girl. It's Ramon's. It's Ramon's mom. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, okay, that is the most forced plot point I've ever seen, but I'm going to let it go. I saw it This movie's great. I was like, I I knew. I'm like, this is going to be the freaking, the little girl, or the little girl's going to come in at the end, and she's going to. Like somehow talk to the alligator and right, save like, it or something. You know, you know that she never meets the alligator. Not in once. The entire film. Not once. I and it was like I thought awesome. that was weird. Like I was like, oh, they didn't have that. <gasps> Mom, oh, Ramon. Ra- Ramon is the name of the alligator. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's it, why I put it on there because it was, manu- it was malfunction a lot too, just like Jaws. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> they did a couple things where it's like they had uh, a functioning robot, which in some scenes you see it. Oh, like, yeah. It's noticeable. Like there's a scene later on, like when the him and the cop. That goes down in the sewer. The cop comes up in a very... I'm, I'm assuming this is how Scott would do it. Comes up, grabs the guy in the ass, and scares him. I'm surprised that guy didn't get shot. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> and he's like, ha I'm funny. And then like for a second, their flashlights are up. They're looking at the map. And in the background, you see the alligator robot being pulled across the scene. I don't even think it was supposed to be in the scene. And it was just like, oh my god, I love this movie. Yeah, like just, yeah, I was, was like so, so sucked in on... The campiness, it reminds me of if there was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie, but it was too good to be featured. Like, it was just enough to be good, but bad enough to not be an Oscar-winning movie. Like, it was just such an in-between, but perfect movie for me. Like, I loved every second. I guess Forrester, uh, he uh, improvised all the jokes about his receding hairline. Yeah. It was all like... It came up a lot. It was, I guess... Like, it was a plot point in itself. were able to do whatever they want. And Ramon went to the Florida Gators after this movie. Like, they used him as a mascot. The robot. (laughs) The robot. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. So, and then a kid dies in this film. Okay, so... so weird. Oh, yeah. So, I'm watching this, and... and So weird. I'm, I'm sitting there watching this, and they're like, okay... In a lot of these movies, you can almost assume... Animals really aren't going to die or you're not going to show it. And kids are kind of almost off limits. Nope. Not on this one. Like they, these these cowboys and Indians type birthday parties happening and they take one of the kids to walk the plank. Okay, so they're pirates. So the kids dress up as a cowboy. They go do walk the plank at night. Mom's not paying attention. They bring them onto the diving board and they're like, we're going to walk the plank. Ha ha. We're going to throw you in the water. Someone turns on the pool light and Mom there's, turns on the, pool there's light. the fucking alligator. And he sees it. And the little kid's like, oh shit. No, no, no. They push him in anyway. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be like kind of like uh, last night in X where she's swimming in the water and the alligator's coming, just coming, coming, and then just misses her. I thought it was going to be like that. I'm like, oh, this kid can't die. There's no way they're going to kill. Nope. Gone. Immediately. Immediately kills the kid. Blood everywhere in the water. And I'm like, this movie has everything. This movie (laughs) has everything. Like, I can't believe they killed that kid like that. And then it's like, that's it. No one mentions it again. You don't see mom freaking out anywhere. You don't see panic. Kid just gone. Yeah. Goodbye, kid. (laughs) (laughs) The movie's full of these moments. Like, bye, guys. You know, kill the reporter. Eh, he's dead. You know, killed this guy. Ah, he's dead. The reporter whole that or whole reporter thing. I thought the whole movie was going to be that guy. That reporter dies no. immediately, and I was totally cool with it. He was the only the only he was reason such he a was dick. Yeah. he was a dick. Yeah, the only yeah. reason he was there was to Lost get partner, everybody huh? involved. <laughs> well, he was he was trying to one up. Seems to be becoming a habit. He was trying to one up the you know the main Robert Forrester's, yeah, Forrester's character. character, and you know he's he goes into the sewer to get the scoop, and he. Got fucking scooped. Got scooped. <laughs> Got pooped. I, I love that he gets kicked off the case, though. Like, no, because you rubbed the wrong people. Yeah, you're off the case. Give you're me your badge. What well, you, like, give me your shield. You're off the case. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. What does he say though? He's like, what you need to be thinking about is uh, suspension or something. I'm like, what? What is going on? Right. Here? Because this takes place in like 
not even St. Louis, Missouri. Just like the Joplin. For There's all like I know. a great scene where like a cop is reading the newspaper because he's just lost another partner. And he walks in and he hears him and he's like, like, "Hey guys, yeah, hey, I'm here." And he keeps reading it. And he's he like, opens it up "He's like, that like, sucks." Anyway, yeah. uh, this guy lost another partner. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck, hey. I just, oh, it felt so like, I don't know, like. 80s cop it was such a weird like subplot of this movie where it's like robert forrester's character plays a cop that lives in this other city in st louis probably like springfield or another big part of the city maybe even kansas city at this point and um he used to be a cop in st louis loses his partner they don't really tell you why at first but he got a lot shot. of a lot of people feel it was his fault and they're that stigma so he's with the new force. Everyone kind of is iffy on him. No one wants to go with him anywhere. Like, no one wanted to go down in the sewer with him, which probably was the best idea. Um, and so he carries that around. And then later they explain that part of the story. But, like, that's kind of like almost this weird undercurrent driving part of this movie and why he gets kicked off the force and why no one wants to believe him about this alligator. And then, the you know, like you said, the, the reporter goes down there and he gets eaten, but somehow they recover the camera and the film and they, guess what? There is an alligator. <laughs> and knowing that it's down there, seeing that it's down there, they still kind of don't trust him. I'm like, Which is so fucking weird, why? but so 80s. <laughs> so 80s. Oh, we know it's there, but you still a dude. You're too close <laughs> to the case. Get off the case, man. <laughs> yeah. go. But yeah, I... Uh. Love I could it. not love this movie more. And it's like, I, I always hate really enjoying something I picked only because I feel like I'm biased. I'm not. This was, no. I would love this movie regardless. I love these types of movies. The Me 70s too. and 80s yeah. were very rampant with these kinds of things. It's one of those movies where you just sit down and watch any time. And I don't really think it's that bad. There was a, like I was trying to say earlier, there was a couple parts that were really like, ooh, like where he's in the, he's, it's the part where he's trying to blow up the alligator mm -hmm. and he's backing <laughs> up and you can just see him kind of inching. And that whole part, I'm like, dude, that's just. A oh yeah, they did. They show alligator. the shot, the alligator in the distance, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's yeah. just a regular alligator. And then you see him running, and then you do the side shot of just the alligator. Well, yeah, they're two different so, alligators. So the yeah, big alligator sure. is very, very large and has a big fat, yeah, head. huge fat head, and it looks like just this, just giant alligator. When they show the live alligators, it's you could tell it's like a a two year old alligator. What about you the uh, <laughs> what about the part where the kids are playing on the like stick ball on the street, and then all of a sudden the alligator just bursts through the fucking <laughs> I sidewalk? That. I just that was awesome. Just, I was like kicking my kicking the air and like pumping my fist, just like this is great. Dura very Jurassic Park moment. Yeah, but there was no reason for it, but it was great. <laughs> also, there was a part where Can't that go I grab a butcher knife. <laughs> I really enjoyed. Um, there they go to there's there's like a high society meeting at the end. Oh, it was a wedding. Those two guys are there, and I don't really know what their relationship was. I, I had no idea what was going on with that. But um, they're like, he goes into the thing, the guy locks him out, and then his tail destroys the entire car. Oh, yeah, the force of the alligator's For tail. For reasons. I mean, like Robosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he right. got done with the car. It made no sense. The, he went. He ate a couple of guests, and then he went right for the two people that were talking, and for no reason. But that well, old yeah. man is well, such a dick, because he locked that guy out with plenty of time to open that door. Who was that guy? The old, the old man in the car was the... The guy who got the other uh, Robert Forrester's character kicked off the force because okay. he runs the pharmaceutical company. Right. So okay. the guy he locked out was the mayor, and they were lockstep you're in right, making right. sure okay. that the plot moved so forward. So I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I was very tired during X, and there was a couple big blinks during this mo this movie, so I might have missed that. But it was so good, and I was so engaged. 
But I was like, I cannot fall asleep while watching this. So I was like, I <laughs> there stood was up a, a really, couple times to watch it. There's a really funny scene that I'm just like, this is so fucking awkward. They're at the wedding, and the old man who gets crushed by the car is talking to a female guest. And he's telling this story, and the mayor is kind of just standing there. And the mayor is one of those like sycophants that's going to do everything to appease this guy. And so he's standing there, and the guy's telling the story. And then every now and then the mayor goes, oh, yeah? Uh-huh. And the guy turns it and looks at him like, shut the fuck up. I'm telling a story. And then just goes back to telling a story. And the mayor goes, uh-huh, yeah. And he's just looking back at the mayor like, will you stop? And then goes back to telling the story. So it's like it's a weird dynamic for just like a brief moment that just made me laugh. Because like I could see moments where like there's that guy who just standing there like shouldn't be a part of the story. But he's just like. Oh yeah, really? What's what, what, what happened next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like you look at him like, what the fuck are you doing here? I did like that that gang wanted nothing to do with the alligator. <laughs> they saw the craven dude get eaten, and they were like, um, okay, let's like, go. We're out. Yeah, ten, but ten bucks a day. They weren't even enough. scared of him. They were just like, uh, okay, we gotta go. Like, eh, craven guy got eaten, but whatever, we gotta go. Right. So I, no, I just I, enjoyed was, that whole thing. This was peak eighties for me. Like, uh, this yeah, is it was just good. just. I, I loved it. It's, what, just, it's so dumb. I what did you it. give it? I'm gonna give it a four. Like I'll, I'm gonna rewatch it today. Like I'll go home and watch it just to kind of get back into it a little bit. I like that little world that they developed. Like it just felt very campy, very 80s, and I, I really enjoy a lot of those things. It's the same, you know, when I'm watching Invasion USA. I have an affinity for. Uh, you know, canon films. And, and for me, I felt very invested in this very terrible 80s story. Same with this one. Like, I was just way into it. And, you know, I'm, I, I loved it. What about you, Scott? Uh, it, this probably goes into that realm where, like you were saying, I put it with Invasion USA, maybe like Return of the Living Dead. It's it's a fun watch and it is campy. And, I mean, you can you can kind of laugh about it. Um, it's it's a, it was a three and a half for me. I would I would want to see this in a theater with an audience. Oh, like, if this they is ever put this out like at Majestic Bev. or New Bev or anywhere, they have they just did it for his birthday. They did a double feature oh. with Alligator and something else. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't Jack Brown because I know they make these types of movies now where it's like Titan Boa or Three Headed Shark and like they're just have, bad. But it might have been Walking the Edge. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just trying to think. But they do the like they remember back in the eighties, like killer bees were big, so like everyone made a killer bee movie and like giant boas, like there was a movie called Python, I think. I think there was a snake movie and I, I might be wrong. I'll, I'll look it up with like uh, Lance Henriksen where he's starting to turn into like a snake. <laughs> and it, it was a lot of those, you know, types of movies where I think it was big on genetic testing. And it's the same with Return of the Living Dead, where it's like, you know, acid rain, you know, we're doing all these genetic tests and chemicals. And that was the big thing. It, if it wasn't the Russian threat, it's weird now. Well, one of my favorite movies growing up was actually, and, but it, you don't get the giant monster out of it, right. but was Piranha. Yes. I, and, I mean, that's, because it, you think to yourself, because they would always show like the the legs dangling in the water or, you know, and it was always that like, Oh fuck man, they're going to get eaten. And it's, it's, it, it goes along with the exploitation. Like yep. before that, there wasn't really a ton of those. And now it's, you know, you see that you're right. You see that weird coming up from the water shot. And yeah. you, oh my God, there's the feet guy, and the cameraman's the way boat. too close. You're like, Oh shit. That guy All that was dude, on the boat lost his, both his both legs. Of his legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if that was from the propeller blade. No, that you know, he got swing. I know he yeah, did, but did you see his legs swinging into the propeller? Yeah. I, was, I was laughing. It's so good. Anyways, I also gave it a four. Um, I love this movie. This is one that I will revisit, and I'm super glad I own. I absolutely fucking loved it. Like I said, I'd like love to see it play with an audience. Uh, so yeah, I would highly recommend checking out a lot of the movies we talked about this week. Um, 
what what are you doing? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> what because that is so distracting. Looking up snake movies. Oh. I'm sorry that any movement in your no. eye line can Dude, make you, you stop. Dude, you put the phone up like right here, like right in the middle of the table. You're like, all right. It almost looks like you're filming me. Yeah. So anaconda. Jeez. What <laughs> movie? Oh God, please do. <laughs> will you? I have the box set right there. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. I've seen the first one. I have seen the first. one. I was going to say. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. No, the rest anaconda. of them, the rest of them I have not seen. My anaconda. So uh, Scott, it's your turn to pick before we move on to snack show and better things. What is your pick this next? No, two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. What's your pick when you get skipped? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was your offer. I offered you two I did shows. Off, I Watching did my offer dog it. skip. I, I did offer it, yes. Oh, that movie makes me fucking cry. Fuck every the, dog oh, movie. Oh, Jesus, dude. Cry. That movie at oh, the end. Oh, you watch Dog, by the way. Makes me cry. Bring that oh, up. fuck. I did watch Dog. That movie rules. Please watch it. It is about a soldier who has horrible PTSD, who has to take a dog back to a funeral, and they kind of wind up bonding because the dog also has horrible PTSD. Hilarity ensues, but it's so sweet. And there were so many tears. Directed by Channing Tatum. Was it directed by him? Yes. Okay. Very good film. I don't care what anybody says. Let's argue. Let's argue about dog. All right. And back to me. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I've been throwing around movies all week because I wanted to kind of tap into a genre that, you know, we haven't done. Right. So... I, I know I, I kind of threw some movies at you guys, and I know that you haven't seen them. And I, I've kind of made a, a little bit of an audible here. Um, I've called an Omaha at the line. Um, I'm, I'm going to dive into the year of 1981. We're going to go with a fantasy adventure film. This is this is a Paramount Walt Disney production. So this is a movie that was in what's considered the dark days of Disney. This is Dragon Slayer. I have been witness to something. Something of consequence to you. To me? There's a great task needing to be done. No doubt you've heard of our trouble at home. A dragon. Fire and stench. It is evil. Pure and simple. You want me to do battle with that? Behold, for I am chosen, I shall die that many may live. Twice each year, the king selects a new victim. Chosen by lot. Girls. Virgins. Your king's made a pact with a monster. But your children were dying. Only a few. Does that sound cruel? Blacksmith, have you ever forged a weapon? An edge like no other on this earth. Way to go, Scott. No one knows what that is. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. I wonder if it's on Disney Plus. Uh, I don't think so. I actually. doubt it. I think it was produced, uh, like like distributed by Disney back in 81. It's got an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that the one with Peter McNichol? 
Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I've seen the trailer. Yes. I know of it. I've never seen it. Never even heard of it. This is one of those because I was looking at fantasy films and I'm like looking up lists and I, you know, like, hey, what fantasy films do people consider some of the best fantasy films? And this is always on there in it like is. the top, like probably top five usually of, of fantasy film lists. I was gonna because say most like, of them we've seen. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the Conans. We've seen, you know, the never ending stories. We've seen stuff like that. I just thought this is something that is completely out of the realm that, you know, it, it's kind of the stepping stone to, you know, the Lord of the Rings and the, the you know, the Game of Thrones. And- I think a lot of fantasy movies, especially in the 80s, definitely visited the, you know, dragons or wizards or things like that, where you got, you know, you had your Excaliburs, you had your, I think, sword and sorcery or something like that. Um, then there was this movie, they did Legend, um, a lot of Arthurian legend type movies. Um, but yeah, I've always kind of wanted to watch this. I never get around to it. It does feel very 80s when you watch the trailer. But that could be a benefit to it because then they don't rely so much. Like you might see the rotoscoped weirdness where it's like, oh, look, he's not in that I mean, room. the, the <laughs> dragon is very Game of Thrones. <laughs> I and, can't, oh, for sure. I can't wait for Scott to be like, oh, I've seen a million movies like this since then. So fuck this movie. Like he always says about everything. Um, so bitter. No, I just, <laughs> so I'll, bitter. I'll watch it. He just where did. can we find it? Uh, fucking who knows? Oh, great. You don't own it? I'm gonna pirate it. I <laughs> I've never even heard of it. I can't believe you never heard of this. Like like I said, I knew about it and I've I've grown up seeing things about it. I just never got around to watching it. Like I've seen legend, I've seen those other types of movies. Nineteen eighty one was like like a big year for fantasy films. It, yeah. it was it was kinda when everything came out. I'm well, looking at Letterboxd and only eight hundred and seventy six people have seen this film on Letterboxd. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's not easy uh, I guess you can watch it on YouTube. Okay, that's fine. Well one of my <laughs> I can't say favorite movies, but a movie that I really hold close to my heart that a lot of people, A, have either never heard of, never seen, or shit on because it's not good, is Crawl. And I love that movie because it's got that guy, he's got that like five-point star thing that flies around called The Glaive, and he's like throws it and like blades come out of it and kills things. I think it was one of Liam Neeson's first movies, and it's got a Cyclops in it. Like I love those fantasy movies. That are just super 80s and Will super you get cheesy. Crawl tattooed on you because it's all you ever talk about. <laughs> That's like the first time I've heard, <laughs> I was it, say, heard it mentioned. He talks about it to me. I, all brought, the time. I brought it up earlier He's today. It, no, just, you brought it up like a couple months ago, a couple years ago now, and now you're bringing it up today. So, anyway, so I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> and, uh, Didn't we all? <laughs> Didn't we all? Did you cry? No. Yeah. <laughs> So I was looking at the, the like the breakdown on like you so on Google when I Google this <laughs> this film. IMDb has a better breakdown of this. Says a young wizarding apprentice is sent to kill a dragon which has been devouring girls from a nearby kingdom. Fuck yeah. yeah, I mean straightforward <laughs> like knights and wizards and shit like that. Like, is it close enough to crawl for you? Because I, I don't want you to have to bring it up. No, Emily Crawl. <laughs> like two people know that one. Uh, that's funny. Um, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, crawl. Look at that, Beastmaster. I'll watch both of those tonight. <laughs> Excalibur, Excalibur, Beastmaster, Lady I love Hawk, Beastmaster. the last Starfighter, Lady Hawk. That's the one I was going to bring up. Is that's another one of those uh, like fantasy movies with um, who was it? It's got uh, Let's see, yeah, who was in that one? Uh, tired boy, <laughs> boring him. No, him Matthew Broderick, Matthew Broderick, and oh. um, Roger Hour. 
Michelle Pfeiffer's in Michelle it. Michelle Pfeiffer. At, remember, she turns into like a hawk. That's what the, the, I think. Rooker no, Howard. No, I don't remember because I've never seen it. But the the soundtrack is very weird because it's a fantasy movie, but it's very synth heavy. Fa- like fantasy. It's weird. Yes, they put the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack over Lady Hawk. Scott's next movie is Dragon Slayer, so we'll have that in two weeks. As a reminder, next week we are doing the Oscar show. How this is going to work is we're just going to go through and pick our pick who we think are going to win, and then it should be fun. We'll just be talking name about all a lot our of favorite actors movies. named Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Isaac. The end. Um, I was going to say the next that I think that weekend we'll have the first episode of Moonlight out. Oh, because nice. that comes out at the end of this month. So yeah, we will talk about it. Okay. Well. On the Scott show, we'll talk, you, about we're talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Oscar so, Isaac was in an Oscar-winning movie, or at least an Oscar-nominated movie. He was in Annihilation, which I think is one of the most underrated. Inside Llewyn Davis, great films of all time. But uh, anyways, have you seen Annihilation? Yes, and I read the book too. Oh Jesus, is it books way better? You want to talk about Crawl or? <laughs> anyways, um, so Liam Neeson gets killed <laughs> kind of later in the movie, but it's so good. And there's a Cyclops, and it's so makeup heavy. And the Spider Woman was really good. I'll Uh, I'll (laughs) give you the whole plot (laughs) anyway so we'll see you next week for the Oscar show here it comes what big gulps (laughs) (laughs) as always I haven't been really hammering this but guys please follow along on our social media you can check us out on watch it later pod Instagram Jordan does a lot of stuff over there Uh, our Facebook where you can actually listen to the show check us out on Facebook watch it later pod if you want to interact with us I'm Aaron Williams on Facebook Scott Leamy Jordan Corbus here? I don't know. Jinx Ronan. Yeah, or Jinx Ronan. Whatever you, whatever you want to put on there. Just, just at me. Send me a fucking message. Like, let's argue. I don't care. We'll definitely talk about it on the air. He'll argue. Just a little Trust bit. me, it's fun. <laughs> argue with him. Um, just a lot more fan interaction would be nice. It'd be nice to see that you guys are actually... Because I, I get these messages all the time. I'm listening to the show. Cool. Right in. Let's talk. Um easier to listen than to engage like, I, i'll give I you get, that I like i've, that. I've I done that a million times where i listen to something really enjoy it there's no chance i want to tweet out something to the but i just i just want to <laughs> fuck that i don't need to be i involved. just want to really hammer it home that we do have social medias we are engaged in our social media presence so just you know yeah is that you scott like oh god, god it damn it's not like we're doing a show or Put in the books <laughs> it's a good thing the producer can edit that out with nobody hearing it. <laughs> um, so we'll see like you guys back here next week. Uh, as always, I'm Aaron. I'm Jordan. And Scott. Well, big gulps, huh? <laughs> see you later. I think I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. You guys want to hear an annoying noise? <laughs> oh, shit.